Welcome back to another episode of Trauma, Drama, and Life. I'm Ben Taylor. And I'm Kayla Taylor. And we're super excited to be here with you guys. If you haven't had a chance to be able to submit a question or interact with us, you can do so either going to ben at rawmotivations.com, send an email there, or you can DM us on Instagram. We can start adding some questions, different things to like the docket of particular questions that you want answered or particular experiences that you want us to go over as we continue to dive into our relationship, our marriage, and all the trauma, drama, and life that's happened and transpired since then. Well, um, uh, one of the, uh, I know in one of the people that like wrote in and kind of like had a couple like questions, they were asking mm-hmm. along the lines of like, what were some of the red flags that you were seeing like either early in the relationship or like after marriage, what were some of the red flags that you noticed about being with a person like me? Um, I don't really think that there was like any major red flags when it came to our dating. Um, I think that there may have, no, actually I was going to say like, I think there may have been one or two. I was going to say like dating, I felt like I did pretty good dating, job of like yeah. just being normal. Yeah. There wasn't anything like out of the ordinary or anything like that that I would pinpoint. It mostly started happening more um, as soon as we got married, which I think well, we, I wasn't actually like wait with dating. Like, wasn't there a time, uh, the the doctor's office? Oh well, I didn't like that kind of like push pull. I guess that wasn't like a red flag, but I mean that was something like looking back that you're like, eh, that's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, I think that. So we I guess we should tell the story. Yeah. So we this was like before. Um, we officially started dating because I was trying to think back like when it was. We okay. weren't officially dating yet. Um. It was, I had said something about, like, is this really, like, going to go anywhere or something like that? Like, I don't remember. You wanted any, to define it, I think. Yeah, I wanted it to be just, like, defined because we had been talking for a long time and, like, going on dates, but they weren't really dates, but he was paying for my stuff. And so I was like, like, are we dating? Are we not? Like, what is this? And right. Um, like I just didn't want to keep like wasting my time and like pursuing, like getting to know him more in that aspect, like a dating way, if it wasn't going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, he said something along the lines of like, no, like I just kind of view you as like a friend or a sister or like something like that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And like, I just took that and I was like, all right, peace. <laughs> and like, I didn't really talk to him like hardly at all anymore. And he would like text me i guess was did we text back then was that even yes, a thing we were texting <laughs> like, back then it wasn't the stone age we're not that old gosh <laughs> well i mean technically it was like third no it was text years. because i remember i had your number memorized because when i was with someone else and like texting you i couldn't have your number in my phone yeah well yeah because that was also like another thing i was like i'm not gonna like continue to talk to you if you've you're still like half it wasn't you weren't like in a relationship you were on a break but you hadn't officially like right. broke it off it was like the whole ross how, like, and rachel just, thing <laughs> i love how we just had that video released about like narcissists wants you to take a break uh and like uh, the the cover had like the ross and rachel picture it was kind of so funny. in his mind he viewed the break as a breakup but she viewed it as a break and so I was like, if y'all, like, if she doesn't know that y'all are, like, done, then you need to, like, confront her about that. And so, for first of all. And so, he was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I was like, okay, so then what does that mean for us? And then that's when he proceeded to say, well, I just view you as, like, a sister type thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I was like, okay, that's cool. Totally received that perfectly fine. 
was like, peace out. And I didn't really like talk to him at hardly like at all. And that drove him nuts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I guess it was like a good week. Like we hardly ever talked, but he had knew um, that I had like this eye doctor appointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like this eye doctor appointment. Yeah. And he was like trying to text me, but I was like giving him either like one word answers or like saying no, like I'm busy or no, like whatever. Just kind of brushing him off. Because I sure you were playing hard to get. Yeah, apparently he <laughs> thought I was playing hard to get. I was just like, okay, right. you, we don't. You're not interested in me. I'm not gonna waste my time. <laughs> um, and so that would probably be. And so, anyways, he ended up showing up. At afterwards, at the end of my eye doctor appointment, with like milkshakes, and I was like. Oh, like I didn't think that it was like creepy at the time. I was like, oh, that's sweet. But like, what does that mean for us? And so then we like talked more about it and then we started dating after like he, but didn't a few it kind months of, after. Didn't it kind of like, you know, like think something of like, how did he like find me? Because it wasn't like I Well, knew. I did. I mean, I, I did ask you like mm. how, and then there, then he was like, well, I narrowed it down because you told me there was a, like, right. it was in this small town. Um, where I grew up and so there was literally only two eye doctors at the time it was like that one and then the one at Walmart and he was like I figured that you probably weren't at the one in Walmart right and so so then I was like okay like that makes sense because at first I was I was like okay yeah that makes sense because it is a small town but I think that if there would have been like multiple eye doctors it probably would have been like a red flag of like how like did you just like drive around and like try to figure out stalking you yeah so then I would have been like really weirded out by that but at the time, it didn't seem mm-hmm. that way. No, that makes sense. So. And Plus, then you were I kind was of mentioning young, like, too. I was g- only, like, 19, 18, 19. True. So, I wasn't really, like, thinking, like, oh, this guy is, like, some weird creep. I was like, I work with you. You're my best friend at the time. Like, I really thought of him as best friend because we had talked constantly. Right. Um, and, like, hung out a bunch up until that point. Like, mm-hmm. once we started talking and, like, getting to know each other and stuff like that. And then... That's when I told him, I was like, you, if you want to pursue anything with me, then you're going to have to like completely end it with her. And so like actually tell her right. that you're done besides like this like break thing. Cause I'm not doing that. Like I'm not, I'm not, no. Right. <laughs> so then kind of like going in, like what was some of the like early stages and early thoughts of going into marriage? Like the stuff that you started to see. Cause I think like, I think you've recounted before in like podcasts is like going into marriage. You started to see stuff that was happening like right then and there. Like, yeah, what were some was, of the red flags you saw, like, right away? Um, just, I mean, just, like, on our honeymoon of how he got, like, super snippy, um, immediately. And I was like, this is, this is weird. Like, why are you, like, so snippy? Like, and I was, I just can I just thought maybe it was because there was, like, we were getting a ton of sun because we honeymooned in the Bahamas. And he was, like, stubborn. I didn't listen. And right. he didn't listen and didn't like, sunscreen. sunscreen. So, like, he had, like, sun like poison. Yeah, like, he had sun yeah. poisoning. And so I was, like, I just contributed as, like, his snippiness, like, being, like, okay, he's in pain, so, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. So, um, but then it just, like, kept getting, like, worse and worse, and, like, the arguments started getting, like, more ridiculous, and I was just, like, what? And so that's when I started, like, slowly, like, shutting down, because I was, like, well, this is weird, because we weren't like this when we were dating, but I was, like, is this, like, how it is, because now we live together, and now, like, we're married. Like, he would nitpick mm-hmm. at, like, every little thing that I would do. And um, I remember there was, like, one time. I mean, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I'll mention it again. That 
I made like a meal for him that his mom makes and that he likes. Just the noodles? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I bought the exact same thing because I made sure that it was like every single thing was correct. Like the same noodles, the same everything. And I like made it correctly. And then he was like, this is not as good as um, my mom's. And those are the wrong noodles. And I was like, they're not the wrong noodles. Like I asked your mom, like if these are the correct noodles and she verified that they were. And so... It was just like, but he would not let that go. Like it was, that was probably brought up for like a good solid, like three or four months. And I was just like, okay, I'm never making that meal for you ever again. Like, trust me, I got the memo. I'm never, I'm not, still to this day, I've never made that. Like, I don't think you've made it, made it since then. Like we've always had it when like parents come in. Yeah. So like when his mom and stuff comes in, I'm like, you can make it. But still to this day, like, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a lot of the a lot of the early signs and like the the red flags that a lot of people miss are different pieces that are so small and so like subtle that it doesn't really seem like the other person's like attacking or it doesn't really seem like the other person's being that rude or that mean. But it's like it's small things. Yeah. And I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone actually earlier today in like a one-on-one and kind of like talking about like the foundation of marriage and the foundation of people actually being able to grow, change, develop, like become like who they're supposed to be. And it's like all those small pieces that make up like that compound to be like a healthy relationship or like a healthy marriage. Yeah. And you know, early on, it's like the marriage took that turn by what I was doing. But then in my mind, I had to be able to twist it and change it to make sure that it wasn't my fault. You know, it had to be someone else's. It had to be yours. Like it had to be like you as like that. So I could be the victim in saying like, Hey, it's not me. Like it's your fault. Yeah. Cause you never, you were never wrong in the beginning of a marriage. Like you, I could literally prove him flat out that he was wrong and he would still say, no, that's exactly what I said. Or he would or say something it. like switch it or mm-hmm. something. And I would just be like, in that moment, I'd be like, I don't like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. At this I'd be like, point. That's what I said. Like, like I could come, I could come back with like every single logic. And I would know for a fact that he was like, that that is not what he said. And I could be so logical and be like, this is the time I'm going to for sure. Like have him be like, yeah, you're right. And it was maybe like one out of every 100th time you would mm-hmm. finally like, like, there would be, like, this one point like where he really maybe. couldn't even, like, no matter how he tried, like, he wasn't going to be able to, like, defend himself mm-hmm. or, like, put it back on me or put it back on whatever. And so, it would be, like, that one in 100th time. And so, but the thing is, is, like, we're very logical people. And so, that made the, that made it become more infuriating and, like, frustrating in our arguments. And if I knew that... If I knew that I was making a valid point and I knew that I was correct, then I like would get so mad because you would be like, no. And then it would just like turn into this thing and he would find like the one little flaw. Like if I was just repeating myself because it would just be like this big circle that we'd go in. Mm -hmm. And if I would repeat myself and I would miss say it like one time, he would be like invalid. That's you said it this way and that cancels it all out. That's what you actually meant to begin with. Right. And so then that would just like frustrate me. And I'm like, you know what, whatever. I'm not going to even like continue this argument. Because there's a lot of times like for me, but then also I've noticed just in talking about like narcissism, there's a lot of times that the, the logical piece of an argument is like if I can invalidate one like tiny fraction of like what you're saying, then 
I can end up like manipulating conversation. I can end up being the one in control. I can be the one that, that wins. Yeah. Because then I'm like, oh, like, you know, out of the hundred things you said, there was like 0.5 that was actually wrong. So mm-hmm. therefore all the hundred things you said don't count. Right. Yeah. From your perspective now, like looking back, what would you say to someone when they feel like they're in that type of a situation where like every time they try to say something like doesn't the, the other person doesn't own up they don't admit to it they don't because a lot of people are at the place where they're like i keep trying to hold them accountable but they won't admit that they're wrong or they won't admit what yeah. they've actually done i think that the best thing is just for your sanity is just to like back down like and i'm not saying that as like back down and be like the weak like try to say like oh i'm the weaker person or like whatever but in that aspect like thinking back like if i would have just backed down half the time then it wouldn't have escalated a lot of times to like the arguments that we got to and not that I should be like not holding my own but there's comes a point to when it just it's not worth it it's not worth the mental toll that it takes on you it's not worth you questioning yourself or your um like or your sanity or anything it's not worth any of that and I think it's and that's and there was a turning point um like, I guess it was probably like a year or so before we separated that I came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. And there would be times that I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't even put up a fight. I'd be like, okay, like, whatever. And then he would be looking for the fight and he'd be like, aren't you going to say anything else? Like, aren't you going to do this? Like, aren't you going to, I'm like, no, like it's, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Like. Almost like gray rocking. Right. And yeah. so I just, I would just be like, you know what? I'm, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something to be said at that time when you get to the place, not that you like roll over and don't care, but when you're at the place of saying like, hey, this no longer is going to control me or is it going to affect me or is it going to trigger me to the place that I'm going to react or respond in like a negative way. Because I think sometimes even people like hearing that there's going to be some being like, oh, well, yeah, you should just like roll over and let them like run over you. But there's definitely a piece of that that you got to the place where I wasn't able to roll over you. Like I wasn't yeah. able to push your buttons and get your reaction but then I also wasn't able to push you uh, to like do what I wanted you to do like you yeah. started standing your ground and then even more so you know when you got to the place where you left but yeah yeah I I think that there just becomes a point to when you're just like okay I know that I know that I am not mentally insane like I think I am or like he's making me out to be and you at that point, you hold your own more by not feeding into what they want you to do than you do actually like feeding them because mm-hmm. that's what that's what they want. They want you to like get all like you know wound up and then react and then they can make you feel like you're like oh see you're the one who reacted you're the one who did this you're the one right. so and then puts it back on you. Whereas if you just don't do anything and you're just like okay, then it's like then it's going to get to them more and they're just going to try to like nitpick and then she'll be like, okay, doesn't bother me. Right. And then that's just going to make them, they'll just eventually sulk and go in their own way. But you have to remember too, like whatever situation that you're in, when you're listening to this, it might be different than ours. Like every situation is different. So like take with a grain of salt, but also like go into whatever you decide to do, uh, being really careful Mm -hmm. and um, being really conscious of that other person, how they interact, how they respond, how they rage, because we don't want to do say right, anything here that puts someone like, in like a, a yeah, negative. Like if you're, like you're in physical, thing. like if you're in a in an actual like physical abusive relationship, I wouldn't sit there and say like don't defend yourself. Like that's completely different. Right. I'm talking about like 
emotional, like verbal abuse. That's like, that's what I'm talking about here. Just disclaimer. Not- there's that, there's that piece that we're trying to like be able to identify that like, you're typically not going to win an argument or like justifying with a narcissist. Like it's always going to go back to them. They're always going to be right. Like there's not going to really be this piece of like, oh yeah, like I got them, you know? Right. And, and so many yeah. people look for that, you know, they look for the piece of like, oh, how do I get the narcissist? How I figured out. I was thinking like when you were talking about like some of that dynamic, just so like trying to argue with a narcissist or trying to be able to be proved right. Um, whenever we were walking the other day and we were going past that one restaurant and uh, you were like, it's Tex-Mex. And I was like, no, it's Mexican, remember? And like, so we were on a date night and we were walking and we were going past this restaurant and I was like, oh, it's like a Mexican restaurant. And I don't remember how the conversation exact went, but I was, I was sure that it was Mexican. And then she was sure that it wasn't Mexican or at least wasn't all Mexican kind of thing. It was like a text. Like I yeah, thought so that, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that I, I thought it was like Tex-Mex where they had like other things that right. wasn't hundred percent Mexican, but yeah. So we walked up to it and we look at the menu and you know, lo and behold, you know, I was less right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so I, I was wrong. It wasn't just Mexican. They had a whole bunch of other things on there and a bunch of other things on their menu. And so we like started looking through the menu and you know, Kayla turns to me and she's like, you know, can you admit that, you know, I was right kind of thing. And so then I was like, okay. And then I think it was something like, you know, you uh, saw tacos and I nachos. saw tacos. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, like, it was, it was definitely Mexican. <laughs> But but you were like oh, you were like okay well I see the tacos and then there's all this other stuff like we can split like fifty fifty kind of a thing right and you remember what I asked you then like right after I was like can I was I like can 51%? I be exactly I was like can I be fifty one percent right and you were like sure whatever and I was like sweet I'm right you know because in that in that moment like the thought process like I know that's a funny example but like the thought process in like the narcissistic brain is like since I'm fifty one percent that means I'm like a hundred percent right. Now, I'm not at the place where I'm like treating it abusive, like, oh, you are wrong, you know, but I'm at the place of like, like in my mind, it wants to automatically go there that because I have that one extra percent, like I'm actually right, even though like I'm technically wrong because it's not a Mexican restaurant. But like that's just like gives like an idea from, I would say from where we are more like a healthy standpoint of like what's actually going on in the dynamic, even though that's a funny illustration, the dynamic of what's happening. Because that just that that interaction would have turned into like this gigantic argument, and we would have gotten mad and like been done. Right. Would been like okay, bye. Like we still have like three hours on date night, but who cares? Goodbye. Right. Like we're done with this. (laughs) Done with you. (laughs) Because I was not right, and you didn't validate me that I wasn't right. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when you're in a conversation with a toxic person, like, be really careful because there's no winning when you're battling someone, you know, that is not going through the the logic and is not going through. It's kind of like, uh, I want to say, like, define the laws of gravity, but, like, that's not the right way to be able to put it. But it's, like, someone who's actually, like, not engaged with reality. I mean, that's really, it's the the mask, the false persona, like, all the things, like, like not engaged with reality of, like, you could be telling me I'm 100% wrong and I could be, like, Oh, I'm right. And it, like, like that's yeah. because I'm, I'm not adhering to reality. And that's that piece that, you know, oftentimes we talk about and like, we'll talk about more even on this podcast of like acknowledging the truth, because that piece is one of the hardest piece for me, for survivors, for narcissists, for anybody to actually come to the terms with and be like, this is the truth this is what I actually have to believe yeah. in order to grow, heal, change and develop. Yeah. But anyways, 
that's the podcast for today. Hopefully uh, you guys liked it or took something out of it. If you want to hear more of these and specifically want to have a question answered or want to hear more perspective about anything, we're not just limiting this just to narcissism. Uh, there's a piece that everybody wants to hear about narcissism because obviously Kayla is with a narcissist, but there's also the aspect of like, we have a lot of other pieces of life that happen, you know, just like date night, you know, trying to, you know, help people just get a perspective of a lot of different things. We talk to a lot of different people all over the globe um, that's dealing with narcissists or toxicity or marriage issues, parenting issues, like all different aspects, just trying to help people as we move forward through crazy yeah. life and try to help people move forward with crazy life for them as well. Yep. So anyways, thank you guys so much. Uh, tune in next week. And we'll see you guys later.